Welcome to the Revolve Recap Weekly Podcast, where we help the members of Revolve Church deepen their connection to God, His family, and His mission. My name is your host, David McCumber, and this is my good friend, Michael Scott. Not Michael oh, Scott. Bill it's Bill you know, Lackey. we do have a friend named Michael Scott. We do. It's and, an- and he's actually the one that wrote this song that's playing behind us. Did you know that Scotty's... I'm not asking you. I'm asking the people. The people. Did you know that Scotty Cameron's real name is Michael Scott? Um, I knew that. I know you're not asking me, though. <laughs> All right. So, Billy, why should people be listening to the episode? I mean, there's so many podcasts out there right now. Yeah, but this is the only podcast that tells you, What's up, Matt Revolve? Right? It's right? the only one. And also, it's the only podcast that talks about Christian Sermon yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's the only podcast that introduces Jorge, who's mm-hmm. one of our ministry partners. And it's the only podcast where we do hilarious questions of the day every week. Speaking of which, people love questions of the day. Quotad. They love, Quat. they come up to me on Sunday and they go, Waffles. And I'm like, What? And you always forget. You always forget. I don't remember last week's. I mean, mm-hmm. I never remember. But no. that's not a big surprise. No. But yeah, so if you have an answer to question day, put it in the comments below or come up to me randomly and say it to me on Sunday morning. I mean, morning. you can say it to me too. It doesn't have to speak to David. Well, they don't want to say it to you, Bill, because you're... Well, because I'm so intimidating? Yeah, because you're so, you know... Strong. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the thing. That's Beautiful, the handsome, handsome and strong. What's the question, Billy? The question of the day is this. Um, what is one of your earliest memories? That's like a funny story. And it, especially stories of like something little Davy did that was kind of like in hindsight, oh, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. I got one. But I would like it to be like before you're seven years old if possible. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I start having memories. Is it like four or five like years old? I have like four memories from before the age of seven, I feel like. But yes, I would say my earliest memory. Bill, you can't remember the sermon from last week that you wrote. So that's not really a good example. It's not a good example. You want to go first? Yeah. So my, I remember, well, I remember the first day of school. Like I remember being dropped off and I remember we were like in lines. I went to Cape Christian. It was actually called Cape May County Christian school. And we were in lines and I got in line. I remember saying goodbye to my mom, but a funny story is I remember coming in for recess they would like blow a whistle or something and and we would run in and we had this big field behind the school which is actually like behind walmart now that's like kind of where i went to school it doesn't even building doesn't exist anymore but um wait a second wait what cca used to be behind walmart well uh where rear grand bible church is oh yeah right across the street there's a concrete slab and that's where i that's where i went to school and there was a big field behind that. It's all overgrown the, the now. The reason it got shut down is because you can't go to school on a concrete slab. Well, it was a building. Oh, but okay. You're, you're, I'm sorry, go on. And I ran in to get in line. You had to line up to go back into the building. And I hit a puddle and a piece of mud and just slid through the mud and was literally, like you would see in the movies, head to toe. Oh, yeah. Just covered in mud. I was in like probably kindergartner, wavy. first grade. And I just, I remember being humiliated and being really embarrassed. Poor little David. And I had to, they brought me into the nurse's office and they put a trash can, a trash bag down. And I had to sit on the trash bag covered in mud and they called my dad and my dad had to go. Was he mad or do you think it was funny? 
I don't I don't remember that part of it. I just remember sitting on the trash bag. It's good. And being just like humiliated, like just covered in mud, <laughs> just sitting on a trash bag with dried mud. And then my dad coming to bring me clothes and I don't even know why my dad brought it, not my mom. I don't know. I don't know why it was my dad. I don't know. But yeah, that was I just remember that that story. I feel like most of my memories begin when I was in like when I was like kindergarten. Yeah. I wonder if that's because it's like when you're starting to learn. Probably. You know, you're learning the read and the alphabet and all that. So yeah. Yeah. So I, what's your funny story? What's your early memory? Man, well, I, I have one from second grade, which is kind of funny. That might be too or too late. I have a good I have a good story from kindergarten. And you said alphabet, so it made me think of it. You know, um, if you were like most families, you used to have like a VCR and you would like record... TV shows, or if there's like a movie on TV, you'd record it, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, yep. right? And so you'd have like a VHS with like four or five different movies on it. You know what I mean? And uh, so I remember I brought in a VC, a VHS of a TV show my parents had recorded for us called Animal Alphabet. And um, it was, you know, singing songs about mm-hmm. letters. Yeah. And we learned our letters. A is for aardvark. B uh, is for banana. Brasitis. I don't know. What's bursitis? It's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know. I hope, if you know what bursitis is, <laughs> Freudian slip, I guess. In the comments. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, so they, like, they put the VHS in and went to press play, but it was in the middle of another movie, which was uh, Spies Like Us. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. What a great flick. It's hilarious comedy, classic not, 80s comedy. Not for kindergarten, though. And I shouldn't have probably watched it, but, you know, my parents let me watch it. That was the way my parents, with movies, they were like, if we don't make a big deal, maybe they won't notice. That was yeah. their strategy. And um, so I go to my teacher. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm off. But it's, it's after this, after Spies Like Us. Yeah. She's like, oh, thanks. Right? So she's like sitting there fast-forwarding it, you know, how it was fast-forwarding on a VHS, and I'm like starting a conversation with my teacher. I'm like, you ever see this movie? It's hilarious. And I'm like, tell- <laughs> I'm like telling her all about it. Oh, man, I would love to know what she was thinking. Spies Like Us. Great flick. Soul finger. You know, my mom, when my mom uh, was a preschool teacher, she would always tell the parents, we won't believe the things they say about you if you don't believe the things they say about that's us. That's hilarious. That's great. Because kids always come in the school and say, say like the craziest things. Craziest things. Kids say the darndest things. Someone told me that. It was Bill Cosby, but he got canceled. Yeah, so, let's not talk about Bill Cosby. Yeah. All right. So we are gonna go into looking up, but before we do that, we are gonna do a quick little what's up at Revolve mini announcement. David, we've been getting the question a lot lately with the elders, why are we moving to lower Cape May Regional high school in the fall when two mile has been such a nice place to meet over the last two plus years. And so could you give some talking points as to why we've made that decision? That's a great question, Billy. Thank you for asking. You did a really good job. I'm going to give you two talking points. One talking point is know that every decision that's made like this is done by the elders with a lot of prayer and thought put into it. So we weren't just like, hey, let's just go somewhere else, wasn't the point. And then the second point is we did it for the kids, for the little kids. And the nursery and the toddlers have been meeting in the gift shop and in the foyer, and it's just not really a good 
professional. We want to, we want to have a, a nice safe place for our kids, for our toddlers, for our uh, nursery kids. And um, yeah, so we can do that a little better LCMR. And then our bigger kids, our tweens, we just started a class two months ago and that's going great. There's about 16 kids who are coming consistently every week. And if we don't, if we stay at two mile, we just have to shut that class down. And we just, we just think it's worth a little bit of the sacrifice of some extra work and not having the nice, you know, bayfront views, but we want to disciple our kids well. So that is why we are moving to LCMR and it's temporary. You know, if we find that it's horrible, we can go back to two mile again in the spring, but we're just going to give it a try this winter. And, um, we ask that you all do the same. Thank you, David. You're welcome. De nada. Guillermo. <laughs> now the podcast is bilingual. Oh, it's a bilingual podcast. We can make a trilingual podcast if you want. Danke. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> all right. Well, let's transition to looking up. Thank you for that brief what's up at Revolve. Let's, uh, David, tell me a little about the sermon. I was teaching tweens. I did get a chance to listen to it yesterday afternoon. But can you give us a recap of what Christian shared yesterday? Well, we had Christian Vance pants in the place, and he had fancy sh- pants, and he had shorts on. And uh, but you know we do miss the Vance pants. But it was great to hear from him, and he gave kind of a, a year recap of what's been going on with them. They did ten months of training um, for their equip program, and now he's been they've been running the seed weeks for the last few weeks. Um, but the big takeaway that I got from the from the whole sermon is. That God is moving and he is just pulling threads together. Mm. And he gave an example of a young man, uh, a young woman that they had met and come to find out she's been reading the Bible with this young man who's a Muslim background believer. And that man has been praying to meet someone who will disciple him on how to be an evangelist. And Christian has been praying for a near culture Muslim background believer who can, you know, be discipled to go into the culture better than Christian can. And God brought the two of them together. And he shared a couple stories that were similar to that. And, you know, I just really felt like we just need to obey and, and have these conversations and, and we will be surprised of where God is working and pulling them together. And, you know, we see that all the time with relationships that we make, even, in different parts of the world. That's great, David. Well, thank you, Bill. I didn't do anything. It was God and Christian. Yeah, well, you I just recapped it. it. I just well, I appreciate it. your recap. That was a great recap for those who couldn't <laughs> listen. And if you didn't get a chance to listen, I would really encourage you guys to uh, tune in to our website or the Revolve podcast, which we can link to down below, um, called Hear the Good News. And you can, uh, you can catch up with what Christian shared. We wanted take a couple minutes now to talk about on the ground on the ground on the ground applying this week's sermon gina's brainchild and we're going to talk about on the ground how do we apply this looking up looking in and looking out you know what i'm doing i'm going i'm going off script right now Uh and i'm gonna say gina you're listening to the podcast people want you to come on oh yeah if you want if if you want gina to come on the podcast i want you to Text comment, her, text comment. her, 
Send a carrier pigeon. That's my goal is to get Gina. Even if we did Gina and Melissa on the podcast together. That would be, be great. We could do like a, maybe on like, like a, a. couple's date. Yeah, yeah. Like a, what's that? What's that? The um, the game show where you would do like Family a. Family Feud? Yeah, like a Family Feud. All right. What so would Bill. you find in your cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So looking up, Bill. How do we engage our community for Christ, like Christian explained and, and was modeling for us? How do we get, how do we um, how do we gauge our communities for Christ, and how do we you know connect to God through that? Well, I love the stories that Christian shared, just about how God is working through various people all across the city, and it's not just one person or another. Um, you see these stories of the workers, whether they're temporary. Um, whether they're for a week or three months or a career, engaging the community intentionally. And it's a great reminder for us that you cannot do that without a posture, a heart posture of abiding, um, marinating, staying close to Jesus, saturating yourself in him. You know, John 15 makes it very clear, apart from me, Jesus says you can do nothing. And so you need those healthy daily rhythms of hearing, obeying, and sharing. I'm reminded of the parable of the sower. You know, the first soil doesn't understand the word. It gets snatched away. The second soil has no root. And so when the, um, the hot sun comes, it shrivels up and dies. The third soil gets choked out. But the fourth soil is good soil that hears, obeys, and shares. And so if you want to be effective for Jesus, that's a non-negotiable. Otherwise, you're just being busy for Jesus. But we're not interested in being busy. We want to be effective, faithful disciples. So if you don't know where to begin for abiding, we'd encourage you to go to our www.revolvechurchnj.com slash the hub or www.discoveringdiscipleship.com and go to the abide section and download the hear, obey, share journaling PDF, which can teach you to have great quiet times on a regular basis. So that's how we engage our communities from a posture of abiding. Wow, that was great, Billy. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make it easy for people. I'm just gonna put a link in the description. Link it. Yep. Discoveringdiscipleship.com. That is a great new resource that we've made for you and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. So looking in if we look in in our communities, we look in, in on our relationships, how can we engage our communities by looking in, Billy? If you want to engage your community for Christ, and I mean that from a standpoint of engaging the lost as well as engaging with other believers, you have a non-negotiable of building relationships. And that might seem obvious, but it's something that we forget. That if we want to be effectively engaging people, we need to be building relationships with the world around us, with the people around us. So you have you are strategically placed where you live, where you work, where you learn, where you play, where you worship, and you need to be faithful to steward those roles. And so just as an example here, a few years ago, David and I were in Lesvos with uh, some other friends as well as with um, Scotty. And we met a few workers who were working with refugees. Over the last three years, we continued to build a relationship with them digitally, asking for prayer requests, asking how we could encourage them, and not even spending a whole lot of time just being intentional to develop that relationship as a good brother in Christ would do. 
And because of that time that we spent building relational rapport, we've been able to encourage them and really even partner with them as they engage their community. And it all begins with building relationships. So if you want to um, build relation, if you want to engage your community for Christ, you have to intentionally build relationships. And so pour into that, building that relational rapport, and you will not regret it, and you'll be encouraged to see God move. You know, that was a big thing of, uh, Christian drove that home a lot yesterday of building relationships, being authentic, you know, not just going out there and kind of just, you know, sharing the gospel a hundred times a day. Willy nilly. All willy nilly. And he spent a lot of his time developing relationships and he's found, um, that, you know, um, results in some deeper fruit. So that was good, Billy. And if I could just make a comment on that, one of the things that I liked that Christian said is that as you build relationships, you realize that everybody's different. You know, so the man that he is currently discipling is more apologetics, philosophical oriented. And so if Christian wasn't building a relationship, he would treat this man like a square peg in a round hole. But because they're building a relationship, Christian knows how to come alongside him and uh, encourage him. And I think that's more biblical. Yeah, that's good. Jesus met the folks where they were. You know, he didn't call the fishermen and say, I'm going to make you a farmer. A farmer. No, he said, I'm going to make you fisher of men. So he met them where they were. So, So David. Billy. I want to engage my community for Christ. Mm -hmm. I am intentionally drawing near to Jesus because I want to be more like him. And I realize that as I marinate in his presence, it changes who I am. I'm intentionally trying to be aware of the relationships around me, you know, where I work, where I live, where I learn, where I play, where I worship. What's the next step if I want to engage with the community outside? If you want to engage your community um, for the gospel, for Christ, for the purpose of, you know, sharing the gospel and making um, discipleship relationships, you need to have intentional Christ-centered conversations. And just like building relationships that can be, you know, inside the church or outside the church, but having a conversation that is intentional and it leads to Christ. So um, something we talk about often are the conversation quadrants. And I think it's probably my favorite thing in the hub. And you have casual conversations, which are what we have all the time, chit-chatting about the weather. And we do that with Christians and Mm non-Christians, right? So then you have meaningful conversation. That's like, oh, I have a family member who's sick or, you know, I have this, um, you know, this worry about finances. That's a meaningful conversation. But then moving from the meaningful to the spiritual, where we say things like, um, can I pray for you about that? Or can I share with you a Bible story or a Bible verse that's um, encouraged me when I went through something similar? Or, you know, even sharing a quick testimony. Um there was a time in my life when I struggled with worry, but, you know, I cast all my cares upon Jesus and, you know, and, and that, that helps me get through these hard times because I know that he is control. And then ultimately leading to a gospel share or a discovery conversation. So I would like to challenge our listeners, if you're driving, don't write it down, but remember it. Think of three conversations you're going to have today and pay attention and say, was that a casual conversation? Was that a meaningful conversation? Was that a spiritual conversation? 
and make note of that and then pray about it either tonight or tomorrow, asking God, how can I push that conversation to the next level? So if I'm just having chit chat, how can I move that from a casual conversation to a meaningful? So not necessarily how can I share the gospel with these three friends? How can I just go deeper in that relationship through Christ-centered conversation? And that's uh, just another way that we can build discipleship relationships um, in the community around us. If you want more information about that, we'd encourage you to go to www.discoveringdiscipleship.com and click on C for connecting in conversation, and you can watch that video where that's unpacked for you with a little bit more depth. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and while we're taking that break, Billy is going to give us a What's Up With Revolve Fall Edition. What's up? Fall. Get at your Uggs, girls. Man, pumpkin spice. Lattes. Pumpkin lattes. Oktoberfest. Mm. What else happens in the fall? Back to school. Columbus Day. Nah, he's canceled. canceled. No, no Columbus Day. So what is up with Revolve Fall Edition featuring Billy... What do you have to look forward to this fall besides people going home and the weather shifting and kids going back to school and those sorts of things? There's a lot of things that will be happening at Revolve, and we're going to have more details to follow in the coming weeks. But one of the first things I want to bring to your attention is that in September, leading up to our launch at Lower Cape May Regional, we're going to call the church to a period of fasting. Now, we're going to have a document that explains fasting more in depth at the beginning of September, but I want you to know that whether you fast a meal or whether you fast um, a longer period of time, like a Daniel fast over the course of three weeks, or whether you fast something like technology or social media, we encourage you to take that time to pray as we gear up for LCMR. On September 25th, we're planning on beginning at LCMR, if the Lord wills. And that will be a Sunday of prayer and worship, and we'll walk through the space and pray over it so that we can be prepared for what the Lord wants to do. The second thing we want to bring to your attention is that we're going to be starting another round of The Hub this fall. It'll be the first book club that we return to. And so if you have been checking out discoveringdiscipleship.com and you want more information, the best thing you can do is sign up for The Hub that David will be leading, and he's going to do a fantastic job equipping you in those core things that every disciple needs to know. Also, Steve and his Breakfast Club will be leading an Old Testament survey class for a few weeks here in the fall. I know they're gearing up for it. They're very excited. It's going to be led by Steve, John Olson, and my dad, John Lackey, and I know they've been already prepping and really working hard. And also, we're looking forward to a Thanksgiving worship night, um, though we have a few months out for that. Hopefully, we'll be able to do some kind of fall party as well, but all of these details are still forming. And But that's what that, that Revolve Fall Edition. Wow. That was great, man. That was I just felt like I wanted to cozy up in a blanket, listen to that. A snuggie. Put, putting a scarf on. A little snuggie. Getting my Halloween costume ready. What, what are you going to be for Halloween? Michael Jackson. No, you're not. It's the first thing came to mind. I don't know why. What if we all got matching Snuggies so we looked like we were in a cult? And we carried like torches. Oh, like crimson red Snuggies and with we torches. Just, we just showed up at LCMR. <laughs> we're here. Welcome to Revolve. Oh, man. Oh, Here's man. your Snuggie. All right. So thank you for sharing, Bill. What's up at Revolve? And I am going to share 
What's up? I can't do it like What's you. What's up? What's up in the world? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Jorge? Jorge is one of our newer missionary partners who Bill has been training uh, for the last couple of months. And um, he is in South Asia. That's all we can really say because he is in a kind of a restricted access area. And um, But if you come to the office and you look at our new fancy map. You can figure out where it is. It's right here behind us. If you're watching on YouTube, we got a new map. You got to come check it out. But if you're not on YouTube, it's in South Asia. But um, So I am going to do a little interview with Jorge so he, you can learn a little bit more about him and, uh, and how he wound up in South Asia. So Jorge, welcome to the Revolve Recap Podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you wound up in South Asia. When I was 15 years old, I read a book about missionary in South Asia and I remember I was in a cry because uh, this uh, missionary was talking about how was uh, the mission in Asia and and this time I remember that I pray God and I told God, God, I want to go to Asia. I want to go to there and serve you there. And well, it was not easy to, to come to Asia and specifically this time because I was really younger. But when I was uh, 22 years old, uh, God called me to Panama and I was in Panama for four years. And yeah, I was uh, served in, in the jungle. I mean, I was a missionary in the jungle. This is um, um, Colombia and Panama border. And yeah, I was working with uh, Embera. This is Aboriginal indigenous in, in Panama, Embera. And yeah, I was working there for three years. Then um, uh, God called me to Santiago de Chile. In Chile, I went for Frontier Mission School with uh, Y1. Because uh, always I was looking like I want to go to Asia, but I need to before know how I can be a missionary in, in Asia. And uh, yeah, God opened this door. I went to Chile. I was there for one year. And yeah, it was an amazing time in Santiago de Chile because I learned a lot about different culture, about, you know, cultural shock, also how to preach the gospel. and with uh, Hindu, with uh, Buddhist, with uh, uh, Muslim. And in 2017, uh, we went to, we were to South of Asia for my practice school. And I was there for three months. Uh, then I come back to Honduras for looking for people that can support me, you know, in Asia. And finally in 2018, um, I come back to Asia, South of Asia, and yeah, I have been to be missionary now here for four years. And yeah, now um, I feel grateful because I can, I, can, I can share the gospel here in this part of the world. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And uh, why don't you tell us how we can be praying for you um, as the Revolve Church family? For security, I can't tell you where I am uh, because it's a it's a close place and also a close country for the gospel. But right now, I pray God for supporting. 
because Corona, 60% of my supporters have not been able to continue supporting the mission here uh, with me here in this place. And now I pray God for more supporting that he can get more people, you know, that can come and support the mission here in this part of the world I am right now. Also, if you can pray for the local people, because uh, the place that I serve with, uh, I'm missionary right now, is a Muslim place. And 89% of the people is um, Muslim. And the place is closed, but not only the close is, is uh, sorry, not only the place is closed for the gospel, also the heart of the people is closed. Um, and I ask you for you pray that God can open the heart of these people and they can see the truth in Jesus Christ. That's great. If you are interested, if you're listening to this podcast and you are interested in supporting uh, Jorge uh, financially, um, you can look on our website, Bill, or... Yep, our website slash give. So revolvechurchnj.com slash give. And uh, just leave us a note that you're um, donating that money to uh, to Jorge, either a one-time gift or ongoing gift. Let us know. So Jorge, lastly, what does ministry look like you for look like for you today? Do you have any specific contacts that you're investing in? We'd love to hear a little bit about that. Right now, I have um, two guys. Uh, they are Muslim, as the Muslim, but we have to study Bible every week. Please pray for these two guys that that God can open, that Jesus Christ can open. You know, spiritual eyes they can see the truth in Jesus Christ. So, um, thank you so much for watching this video, and God bless you. All right. Thank you for your help and your, um, yeah, your help giving us this interview, Jorge, that one of our goals as the elders, we've talked about this a couple times is really kind of being more, um, interactive with our ministry partners. So we are trying to make more videos like this and do more Q and A's. And just so, you know, when Bill says, um, you know, from the pulpit on Sunday morning, Oh, I'm talking with Hadi you know, we can get to know them yeah, a little bit more. So maybe um, Hadi could be the next person we get a video from. Yeah. Or maybe, not. Maybe we'll fly over to Europe and take a video in person. You know what? I would like that. I would like that a lot. Actually, next week I'm going to give an update from the Czech Republic because we got an update from them uh, via email and uh, really cool things going on in the Czech Republic with uh, Vladja because um, post-COVID – they're uh, ramping things back up with their summer camps and their basketball camps. And so I'm actually going to share that. We won't have a video, but I'll be sharing an update with you next week. So that's why you should tune in. Is there anything else people should tune in for next week? You know, we might have a, uh, another special guest. Eric so, Brader. Foot, Eric the Civic? Eric the Civic? Civic duty, Eric What about Brader. the Godfather? The Godfather. Maybe, maybe Godfather Steve could read Vlodge's email. That would be good. And that could be like the Godfather cam. Does Steve do a, does he do an accent when he, because he tells stories about the Czech. Does he do like a Czech accent? I don't know. Why you ask him? Stevie Czech? They call him Stevie, Stevie Czech. No, they don't. And they call Bonnie Banichku. Really? Yeah. Like that's that. like my dear. It's like Banichku Bonnie. Banichku. And you know so when I was you? there, I was like, what Billy do you call me? Bill Koo? <laughs> 
Billy the bangs. Just the bangs, Billy. Billy stumpy fingers. Listen, Billy. Billy sign, the bangs. Sign us off, Billy. Guys, I am glad that you're tuning in. If you have suggestions for things that you'd like to see on the podcast or hear on the podcast, let us know. I encourage you guys to go check out discoveringdiscipleship.com. Pass it on to all your friends, all their friends, the whole gang, because we think there's a lot of positive things there to, to utilize. And um, we just encourage you guys to be praying for Revolve as we gear up for this transition in location that the enemy would stay away and God will keep us strong. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys on the flippity-floppity. Avidasang. Tschüss. Ahoy. Bye. Adios. Always gotta get the last word, don't you?